And so I'm going to speak to you from Matthew chapter 21. And I've entitled my sermon, Cut Loose to Be of Use. Cut Loose to Be of Use. Verses 1 through 11, you will see Jesus telling the disciples to go and untie a donkey and bring it to him. You, you know the story, okay? So Jesus says, go into this village. As soon as you enter, you'll see a donkey. And that's what they do. You see, the donkey was useless to Jesus as long as, it was, as long as it was tied to a pole. But the moment somebody could cut loose that donkey and bring it to Jesus, you know, the, the donkey was useless. It was absolutely useless. Nobody could do anything with that. But the moment it came to Jesus, it became useful. And then Matthew gives us some of the things we need to cut loose from. You know, he almost strands it together like a necklace. Okay? He strands these things together and he says, if you can cut loose from this, you can be useful in God's hands too. I don't know if you uh, have ever felt embarrassed. You know, the first time I went on stage uh, was um, uh, when somebody compelled me to get on stage. You know, actually it was my uh, church secretary. Um, it was a big convention, about 2,000, 3,000 people there. And the guy who was supposed to lead the, the singing just abandoned them. Yeah, just simple thing. Uh, every day he led singing for about a half hour. But that day, because it was the last day and the crowd was the biggest, they had to thank people, etc., etc. They told him, instead of half hour, please lead singing only for 20 minutes. I asked the crowd, uh, what song do you want to sing? And at that time, this, the most popular Tamil song was a song that said, Sandosham Pongude, Sandosham Pongude, Sandosham Enil Pongude, which simply meant, uh, joy is just bubbling inside of me, it's welling up to overflowing. That's the song, you know. And uh, for me, there was no Sandosham, it was not Pongufying. I was absolutely petrified. I was so scared. And uh, I started. So I started, I started way too high. Okay? And so halfway through my voice cracked. My, I was extremely embarrassed. Okay? Now my hands are also beginning to shake. I'm beginning to sweat even more. I said, I'm sorry, let's start. Okay, I started the second time. I started way too low. And halfway through only air is coming. Sandosham pongu de. Now I hit the note. But that day in fear and trembling, I only got air out. Again, I stopped it, but I said, excuse me, sorry, let's start again. Third time, you know how we did it? My mom, mother was in the crowd. She felt so sad for me. She started the song, right pitch. I then, that's how I led singing for the first time. Okay, that was 1977. Fast forward to 1987. Okay, fast forward to 1987. Friends Missionary Prayer Band, uh, you know, I've, 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 I've actually sold them this idea of a music team, you know, we need to do a music team to work with English-speaking young people and uh, um, let's do this. And so, 1987, they said, okay, let's do it. It's a good idea, let's do it. And guess whom God chose to lead that team? Okay, yours truly. Okay, many people ask me, in Tamil it, is, it sounds good, so I'm going to do it in Tamil first and then I'm going to do it in English. Guitar poduing laan kepanga. Guitar a poduing topane. Okay, they'll ask me, hey, do you play the guitar? You know, in Tamil, the word for play and drop is the same. Same word. Okay, so if they ask me, do you play the guitar? I will tell them I can drop the guitar. 
I, I know beans about music, nothing I know. But you know how God chooses the foolish to confound the strong? God chooses the, uh, you know, God chooses the uh, weak to conf confound the strong, the foolish to confound the wise. That is God. Only God can do it, nobody else can. All you have to do is to cut loose so as to be of use. That's all you got to do. You got to tell God, I, I want you to set me free, Lord. I'm not going to be ashamed of you. I want you to set me free. And God will begin to do things in you and through you. Amazing. It's just amazing what God can do. Obedience. Okay, here are things that we need to cut loose from. Look at verses 12 to 17. 12 to 17, Matthew 21, verses 12 through 17. Cut loose from the love of money. Cut loose from the love of money. It says, And Jesus entered the temple and drew out all who sold and bought in the temple, and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. He said, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them, it goes on to say. Now, why did Jesus get so upset? Why did Jesus get so upset that he actually went, uh, you know, uh, and did what he did? Here's the reason. In those days, only one temple. There's only one temple. Okay? Now, if you are a Jew, you can go into the temple. If you are a God-fearer, which is, you know, you're not a Jew, okay, but you've done everything to look like a Jew, then you can come inside the compound of the temple, which is the outer courts. That's, that's where you can come. You can come there. Okay? You know what these Jewish men had done? They had made that outer courts, which was the only place Gentiles could come into as a place of merchandise. Okay? So, if you go to uh, sacrifice a pigeon, okay? you go to sacrifice a pigeon, the priest will look at it and he'll say, uh, the pigeon is no good, it's got some defects in it, just go out and get me a blemishless pigeon. So you go out, okay? And you pay a few rupees more and give your pigeon and the man will give another pigeon which is blemishless. Where did this blemishless pigeon come from? Just before me, Sam went and Sam, uh, you know, gave the pigeon to the priest. The priest said, no good, it's got some defects. Go out and get me a blemishless pigeon. So Sam comes out, gives his pigeon, pays some extra money and he gets a blemishless pigeon. Where did that pigeon come from? Ajay went before him. So Ajay's, Ajay's pigeon came to Sam, Sam's pigeon came to me, my pigeon went to Amit. That's how they did. And that was the problem. So God says, money per se is not a problem. Money in itself is not a problem. You know, it's not, not that God is against money. No, 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 no. No problem. Okay, Job was the richest man in all of East. Abraham was a rich man. No problem with money. Money per se is not a problem. Look what's the problem. It says in Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. It, it doesn't say you cannot serve God and Satan. It says you cannot serve God and money. Some of you young people sitting here, you know, you're thinking, you know, if only I get a little bit more money, I'll be happy. 
just a little bit more money i'll be happy right now i'm scrounging i'm kind of you know living hand to mouth if only i get a little bit more money i can contribute for kalanjiam i can do this i can do that i want to tell you something if you don't know how to give to god with the limited resources you have even if you get your millions you are not going to do it learn to give to god you cannot serve god and money it says in hebrews 13:5 keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have for he said i will never leave you nor forsake you 1 Timothy 6:10 For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Okay? For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Lust for money. Now, you know I'm I was quite fascinated with this kalanjiam so I'm going to drive that a little here. Uh when you give to God, okay, when you give to God, there are some things you need to have in mind. okay some things that all of us need to have in mind number 1 giving must be in secret when you give give in secret matthew 6 one following okay don't make a show don't tell 10 people i gave 20 bags of rice don't, don't do all that giving must be in secret when you put money or whatever you do giving must be in secret let no one know what you're doing number 1 number 2 giving must be sacrificial you remember mark 12:41 the poor widow you know jesus was watching everyone who was giving when the poor widow put in two small copper coins jesus says she gave more than all else and then jesus says you know why because she gave everything she had to live on she gave everything she had to live on so giving must be sacrificial when you give it must hurt it must pinch you Okay that's the second one third one giving must be systematic giving must be systematic 1 Corinthians 16 one following it talks about uh the 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 you know it it talks of you know Paul says uh, why not why don't we have somebody read that 1 Corinthians 16 one following please 1 Corinthians 16 one following concerning the uh, the 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 offering for the saints as i have given orders to the churches in galatia so you must do also on the first day of the week because that is when they got their salaries at that time if paul were to write to us he will say on the first day of the month okay let each one of you lay something aside storing up as he may prosper now listen to me very carefully giving must be systematic you have to have a systematic way of giving what is the first thing i said giving must be in secret giving must be sacrificial giving must be systematic giving must be spontaneous look what happens in 2 corinthians chapter 8 verse 1 you saw that the macedonian church out of extreme poverty they they first gave themselves and then the rich generosity welled up in the way they gave to god okay giving must be spontaneous you see something and god tells you give do it okay sometime back someone came and gifted us a car how do you like that for a gift okay amazing isn't it and he was a student okay he came home one day and uh, at that time i had a motorcycle 
and the doctor had told me i can't i should not go in a motorcycle because i had a problem with my back and so i used to take the government bus okay so he came home that day and my wife always used to say where will you go by bus so every day i'll bring the bus ticket to her and show her just to tell her hey i went by bus today so that day i came i showed the bus ticket this guy was there he said who went by bus i said i went by bus he said no way no way and he told me something with the first salary i get i'm going to get you a car so after he went i told my wife what does this guy think first his salary is going to get us a car where will anybody give salaries like that okay but believe it or not with the first salary that he got he built a church with the second salary that he got he got us our first car giving must be spontaneous giving must be spontaneous not only that 2 corinthians 97 says giving must be with a smile god loves a cheerful giver god loves a cheerful giver when you give give to god cheerfully cheerfully hey, you know since most of you are students i'm going to challenge you see giving 1/10th is mandatory you know old testament mandatory if you're not doing 1/10th in malachi or malachi there's a special name for people who don't even give 1/10th out of the pocket money whatever money you get and what is the name that malachi says for people who don't give 1/10th that's what the bible says not me don't get me wrong okay don't get angry with me also that's what the bible says if you're not giving 1/10th the bible says you're a robber i'm going to tell you something for the next 3 months okay next 3 months just because i told you do 1/5 okay you're looking at me as though you're saying uncle i'm not even doing 1/10 you're telling me to move to 1/5 already not giving 1/10 i'm having huge financial problems how will i do 1/5 let me say because you are not giving 1/10 you are having financial problems so you learn to you know jump start this you know do 1/5 3 months only after 3 months if you are continuing to have financial problems please ask ajay or pastor for my phone number and talk to me 3 months only 3 months only sometime back there's this guy who came to my house january 1 i don't know why he and his wife came and three children then as he was leaving i told him hey you know what uh, i i somehow strongly feel led to say this to you uh, hey start doing 1/5 man this year start doing 1/5 for god he looked at me as though he saw a ghost i said boss i'm telling you just for my, you know what i told you for 3 months do 1/5 he said okay okay annan and he went two months later he called me and he's crying on the phone he's saying when you told me to do one fifth just out of respect for you i did one fifth second month i've done one fifth my company suddenly called me to bombay and they gave covers to five of us to me they gave a cover with a check for 20 lakhs it's never happened in my company none of the guys with the five covers had the amount i had okay god is no man's debtor i'm think of it huh? suddenly the, a guy gets 20 lakhs from his company god is no man's debtor remember that 
And when I tell you, do one-fifth, just try. Not that you will get 20 lakhs. I'm not saying that. Don't get me wrong. Okay? But it's amazing how God can make your gas, which normally comes for one month, come for three months. God has a way of making sure you don't have any medical bills. God has a way of making sure your, your bike that normally gives you 60 kilometers per uh, liter of petrol give you 93 kilometers. God's got ways. God's got ways. All you have to do is to give to God. Love for money is the root of all kinds of evil. Learn to turn money loose in the kingdom of God. Invest money in the kingdom of God. Number one, cut loose from the love of money. Number two, 18 to 22, Matthew 21, 18 to 22, cut loose from hypocrisy. In the morning, it says in Matthew 21, 18 and 19, in the morning, as he was returning to the city, he became hungry. Who? Who became hungry? Who became hungry? Jesus. Very good. And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it but only leaves. And he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. This is Matthew 21, 18 and 19. Look at the parallel passage in Mark chapter 11, verse 12 to 14. Mark 11, 12 to 14. On the following day when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf. That's the important word, okay? Underline that. A fig tree in leaf is important. He went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to hit it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season of figs. Okay? So Mark is doing a little bit of extra. Not the season of figs. Then why did Jesus get so angry? Why did he curse the fig tree that the fig tree died at once? The problem is, if a fig tree has leaves, it must have fruit. That's the problem. Hypocrisy. Here is a fig tree in pretense. It is pretending as though it's got lot of fruit. No fruit. And that is what Jesus speaks against. Okay, that is why he curses the fig tree and the fig tree dies at once. In your life and in my life, if I say I'm a follower of Jesus, there must be fruit. People must be able to see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. God must, you know, God must manifest those things in my life and I must be open. I must tell God, God, let people see you in me. Let people see you and me. I don't know if you saw that, uh, uh, that video that went viral on uh, WhatsApp. In Kerala, you know, during the flood time, you know, there's one man bending down to allow people to step onto him and get onto the boat. I don't know how many of you saw that video. How many of you saw that video? Can I see your hands? Amazing. I, I'm sure that guy is a believer. I mean, I, nobody else will do such things. Okay? If I ever go to Kerala and, you know, I meet this guy, I'm going to give him a big hug. But one day I meet him in heaven, I'll give him a bigger hug. I'm sure he's a believer. No one else will do stuff like that. You see, that's what Jesus would have done. What is God speaking against in this passage? God is speaking against hypocrisy. He's saying, don't pretend what you're not. Do not pretend what you're not. Be real. And that's what people want to see. My children want to see me real. When I make something that's a mistake, that's wrong, I need to go to them and I need to say sorry to them. Why? Because my child wants to see a real father, not a perfect father. You follow what I'm trying to say? 
they don't want to see me as a perfect my dad is a perfect dad no 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 my kids know all my failures they still respect me because because they know my dad is real my dad is real he he will not fake things when he has done something that's displeasing to god he lona hypocrisy the third one to cut loose from you know which is uh, mentioned in verses 23 to 27 is pride cut loose from pride look what it says and when he entered the temple the chief priests and the elders you know came to him by what authority are you doing these things they are asking him pride cut loose from pride in my life you know i should not have pride because it says in numbers 123 moses was a meek man more meek than anyone else on the face of the earth moses the greatest leader one of the greatest leaders in the old testament meek man humble man it talks of jesus in philippians chapter 2 verse 3 to 8 and jesus you know it says you know and being found in human form this is verse 8 he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death even death on a cross andrew mare says the way to humility is by obedience the way to humility is by obedience obedience to god be humble obey 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 okay when the children of israel came out of egypt into the promised land okay how many years did it take how many years did it take people 40 years very good 40 years the first city they had to go into the promised land the first city is jericho first city in the promised land is jericho tightly shut up huge walls there are houses on the walls and god tells the children of israel to walk around the walls of jericho how many times any idea how many times seven seven who said 13 wow what's your name Marvin hey you should teach sunday school man that's the right answer how many of you knew that that was the right answer the deal is for 6 days march around the wall once correct ah aaru naal oru murai yelam naal yeru murai 7 plus 6 13 okay march around the wall once for 6 days 6 days march around the wall only once seventh day march around the wall seven times if you had been in the army as i would have i, I would have thought to myself i would have gone to joshua and i told him boss joshua you are a good leader man you know what god opened the red sea for uh, moses he opened the river jordan for you you are a super leader you know but joshua just to see if you heard right why don't we check this out check this out this new eating place let's check this out right in modern day parlance in modern day vocabulary check it out i would have told joshua and joshua if you ask me what 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 do you mean i would have told him boss why should we wait for 7 days one shot we will walk around the wall 13 times let's see if it falls but you see god doesn't work the way you want him to work god is god i am a small human being i don't give instructions to god he tells me i obey he tells me stand i stand he tells me sit i sit today when i came here he told me sing that song welcome holy spirit i said yes then he told me change your message i told him i told pastor sam he's already got ppt going he said change the message 
changed. I thought if I do that, that has got some super points, you know, one point sermon, I can really drive forgiveness. God said, change your message. Obedience. Obedience, you know. And obedience, how does it come? With humility. The moment you are humble, you become obedient. Okay? That's why in, in Tamil, you know, it says, Keel Padi. Keel Padi. Last Padi. Talmai. It seems, you know, in Trichy, the two guys were fighting outside a Tasmak shop. Do you guys have Tasmak shops here? Huh? Liquor shops. You have? Trichy, la? Okay. It was uh, on a li liquor shop near Warayur. So, I don't know whether you have liquor shops in Warrior, I'm just, you know, taking a guess. Uh, so, outside, you know, one guy was saying, Hey, this is Bombay. The other guy was saying, no, 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 this is Delhi. So, huge fight. They are kind of arguing, fighting. So, one cop comes there. Uh, one police officer. Big moustache, bullet motorcycle. He comes there, he parks the motorcycle. He says, hey, wait, 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 wait. What's the problem? So, one guy says, sir, this is Bombay, no. Where is the fight happening? Huh? Fight happening is in Trichy, in Warrior. Okay. So, he's saying, sir, this is Bombay. The other guy is saying, sir, this is Delhi. Goes on for a long time. Okay. Then the officer says, hey, wait, wait, wait. Stop that. Okay. Then the police, I, I'll tell in Tamil because it works well in Tamil, then I'll come to English. Okay. So, the police officer says, hey, Nritra, Nayatrima, Nanyatrima, Surchanangla, Surchanangla, Rendu Kudigarnangla, Abra Sonangla, Day, Namakyanga Rigron Terla, Avanaka Avanayar Nitalada. All people who understood Tamil laughed. And some of you are feeling, why didn't we laugh? Tell it in English. In English, it doesn't translate so well, but I'll still make an attempt. So this cop, you know, he says, you know, he makes these two guys who are fighting stop their fighting. And he says, hey, you know who I am? Guess who I am? So the guys started laughing and saying, hey, we don't know where we are. This bloke does not know who he is. Nanyatariyuma. So often, we all laughed, you know. At some point in life, you know, we also feel that, you know who I am, boss. Mansugle nanchigo. Sometime back, I preached in a meeting. God moved. And a powerful meeting, two days, you know, God really used me. Then we got into our car. We are coming from Mahabalipuram to our house in Ananagar. You know, so car comes near Kovalam, takes the left turn. There's a toll gate there. You have to pay toll for a car. My, our car is standing there. One truck guy is trying to come and push our car. So I told my, the gentleman who helps us, you know, driving the car. I told him, don't let him come in. So my poor driver, you know, just, you know, keep on looking, looking. He's, he has to be close to the car in front. Okay? Now, most of the professional truck drivers, they won't even look at you. They will keep you in their peripheral vision and they'll push you off. Okay? Now, this truck driver was not a professional. He was still an amateur. In one weak moment, he turned and looked, I did this. Okay? He backed off. 
He backed off, our car went, we paid the toll. Three seconds after we paid the toll, okay? My wife says, you preached well, didn't you? If your wife says that, boss, you're in trouble. <laughs> so she said, you preached well, didn't you? And then she said, why did you do this? Huh? Why did you do this? So I got upset with her. She could have stopped there. She said, tomorrow you are doing one evangelistic meeting, that guy is coming there. Will he walk in front for the altar call? No, no, that is bad. She is now making me feel guilty. If this guy comes for the meeting and then, you know, I give an altar call, whether he'll come. Ay, 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 yo. So I got very upset with her. I asked her, so what should I do? No, say no, no. Instead of doing this to him, you could have done this. You could have asked him, boss, let me go now, please. After that perfect silence, two hours, no talking in the car, we came home. And uh, one week later, we are going to Velour and coming back from Velour. My friend is driving his car, I am sitting next to him, his wife behind him, my wife behind me. Same problem, toll gate stopped, one car is now trying to push us. A guy came from, I don't know where he came from, suddenly he came near our car, he's pushing. Like some demonic attack, you know. So, my friend Cole, he is not bothered, he is not willing to let him come in. This tamasha went on for about uh, 30 seconds. Afterwards, I brought the window down. The window is coming down, my wife is catching me, saying, don't get angry, don't get angry. Relax ma, chill, chill, relax. I put my hand out. And I did this. <laughs> the guy stopped, allowed our car to go. And ever since, it's worked, even yesterday it worked. In, in the toll, you know, we had to pay one, you know, Wilson was going, there's a truck that you know, actually we were moving from our lane to the other lane. Same thing we did, I did this. Please, pa. Huh? He stopped, he allowed us to go. Okay? Better than this is this. You follow, it shows an attitude. This shows pride. That's this. This is a truck. You get what I'm trying to say? Attitude. Pride. God opposes the proud, gives grace to the humble. Opposes. I mean, can you win if God opposes you? I mean, just think of it. No way. God gives grace to the humble. The fourth one, disobedience. Cut loose from disobedience. Look what it says. You know, if you want to be humble, you need to be obedient. Cut loose from disobedience. It says in Matthew 28, I mean Matthew 21, 28 to 32, about two brothers and how one obeyed and one disobeyed. Learn to obey God. And since I'm, I've run out of time, I'll do the last one quickly. 33 to 46, cut loose from bad stewardship. Cut loose from bad stewardship. Okay, whatever God has given you, God has given you time, God has given you talent, God has given you treasure. Okay, everyone has got 20 for us. Need to be a good steward of that time, a good manager of that time. 24 hours. Somebody read for me Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4. Please read for me Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4. The sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue 
to know the word that sustains the weary underline that word underline that said he wakens me morning by morning tomorrow you want him to wake you up at 5 o'clock before you go to bed tell him lord i'm very tired i'm going to sleep only for 6 hours please wake me up at 5 o'clock and let me feel refreshed correct at 5 o'clock he'll wake you up he wakens you up morning by morning isaiah 50 verse 4 Okay? And you'll be fresh. That's God. Okay? So, learn to be a good steward of your time. Wake up early. Okay? Brush your teeth. Have a bath. Spend time with God. Spend time with God. Now, most of us, you know how we pray. As soon as we get up, we'll kneel down like this in the bed and pray. Have you seen that? You will go like this and then I also used to pray like that only. My mother will also think, what is this? Suddenly my son has become ore bhakti. Huh? He's become such a nice boy. He's praying for so long. She'll come and touch me and I'll fall. <laughs> because I've slept. That's why as soon as you wake up, get up, brush your teeth, have a bath. You're now ready. Then worship God. Nalla kaitui, nalla worship. Worship God. Then read the Bible and study the Bible and pray. Okay? See how your day pans out. What normally will take five hours, you will be able to accomplish in half an hour. God does amazing things. You give Him first place in your life, see what happens. An account that you could never crack, God will give you. Okay? You see what happens. See God first. First. Important, important, important. And then your 24 hours needs to be divided properly. If you're a married man, you must spend time with your wife and children. Important, important, important. No mobile phone, no nothing. Spend time with your wife and children if you're married. If you're a student, learn to study every day. Daily TV, WhatsApp, Daily internet la poem paaka kudadalam paathu neratha veenaaga kudadu I just wanted my tribal people to hear that Okay so that's why I didn't uh, speak in your language Romba important very important I make sense to you learn to spend time profitably with God do not waste your time do not once time is gone, it will never come back. Important, important, important. Okay? Time, treasure, money, give to God. Freely give. Okay? And talents. Whatever talents you have. See, what I'm so excited about is the worship band. Talented guys. But they've given it to God. The talent is given to God. Okay? The, the welcome, whatever you call it. Okay? How you make me feel. You, you know, as soon as I came... Uh, Hey, I forgot your name, man. MCC. Huh? Brian. Brian made me feel welcome. He's also from MCC. I'm from MCC. So he probably thought I should make my uh, super senior feel happy. But I'm saying you got a good welcome team. Yesterday it was, hey, what's Cynthia, right? Cynthia. Cynthia made us feel welcome. We came. She immediately said hi. And she's got a good handshake. Did you notice? Cynthia's handshake is quite good. For a woman, pretty good handshake. Okay, and so making, you know, what are your talents? What are your abilities? Give it to God. Give it to God and see how God multiplies those talents and abilities. 
Did I make sense to you? We went to Ajay and Susan's house. Hospitality. Given to God. Did I make sense? Important. Whatever you have, time, treasure, talent, give to God and see how God multiplies it and uses it for His glory. I just want to close with this. You know, I told you, you know, how I uh, led uh, songs for the first time. You know what? 15, 16, 17, I lived a lousy life. I was smoking, doing drugs, all kinds of things. 17 years old, I got into trouble with the cops. They put me in prison. 17 years old, nobody in India should go to prison. You must be 18. But this was a time when police had unlimited powers. They showed my age as 24. Put me in prison. I came out of prison. And they, my parent, parents, you know, after 13 days, took me out on bail. I was taken to Madurai. As I was being taken to Madurai, they told me three things. The college in which you're studying has thrown you out of college. You'll never get to study again. Number one. Okay? Only if you study will you get a job, you will never get a job. Number two. Number three, only if you study and have a job will somebody be willing to marry you, you will never get married. Correct? No. Only if you study and have a job will somebody be willing to marry you. Right? Girls are all smart. No, I mean all you girls smart. No, you will get married to a guy without a job. No. Same. That's what they told me. Okay? Now, you know what happened? I was in Madurai, three months. Bail was relaxed. Went back to Chennai. I was still smoking and doing drugs. My life did not change. But in response to my mother's tears and prayers, God gave me admission to study in Madras Christian College. The principal was met. He was told I had a case going on on court. If he could give me a seat, he gave me a seat. That's how I started studying in MCC. Okay? After I started studying in MCC, at the end of my first year in MCC, my case was transferred from the magistrate's court to the sessions court for trial. I was again in jail for one day. This news came out of the newspapers. I did not know that till I went to college. And uh, there I found out it's, it's out in the newspaper. Front page headlines. Came back 22nd of January 1977. I had only one desire. That My desire was that my parents will not read the newspaper. Came home. Uh, 5.30 in the evening my mom walks in. She obviously had read the newspaper. She was crying, you know, and she was so upset. And I, I started screaming. I was high on drugs. Okay, I was really high. And I started screaming at my mother. I told her, there's no God. And she started crying even more. I gave her one concession. I told her, if there's a God, he's blind. Look at what he's done to me. I did nothing wrong. And I was screaming at her. Finally, I got hold of her, shook her, I pushed her against her wall. And I asked her, why are you crying, Ma? To which she said, son, for all that you've done, I really don't know what to do. I don't know what else to do. And then she gave me the news, newspaper. I went through the newspaper account again. And I looked up at my mother. And my mother, tears streaming down her cheeks, came close to me and she told me, Ashok, you can cheat mommy and daddy, you can never cheat God. You can cheat mommy and daddy, you can never cheat God. And then my mother told me this. It's a simple verse from the Bible. She told it in Tamil. She said, Mullil It is hard for you to kick against the thorns. That's all my mother said. You know, I started crying uncontrollably. There's such a conviction of sin. I started crying uncontrollably. I ran into my bedroom. I shut the road, a door, and I said one thing over and over again. I said, Lord Jesus, I've hurt my mom and my dad so much. Forgive me. I said this again and again and again. Then I told the Lord, not only mommy and daddy have been hurting you, forgive me. Okay, then I told the Lord, not only mommy and daddy, not only you, I've been hurting myself. I don't want to, I don't want to smoke, I'm smoking. I don't want to do drugs, I'm doing drugs. I don't want to use bad words, but those are the only words that come out of my mouth if I open my mouth. 
please cleanse me. Jesus, wash me with your precious blood. Come and take control of my life. And that's exactly what he did. He took control of my life on the 22nd of January, 1977. Life has never been the same again. Okay, life has never been the same again. They said, I'll never get to study. I'm still studying. How do you like that? Hey, um, his name again? Brian. Brian, I'm still studying in MCC, man. Okay, good. Uh, what I'm studying, I'll tell you later. Okay, but I'm still studying. You, they said, I'll never get to study. I'm still studying. Believe it or not. They said, I'll never get a job. I did get a job. They said, I'll never get married. My children are married. How do you like that? Things that are impossible with man, possible with God. Cut loose to be of use.